0: We all know dental school is hard, but being a dentist in the real world is even harder. And what about all those things they don't teach you in dental school, like how to talk to patients and when to buy a practice? New Dentist Boost Camp is here to help you. Easily download and watch 12 hours of valuable CE, giving you tools you will want to implement immediately to help with your day-to-day in the office and lessons that will help you through your entire dental career. Learn from Dr. Paul Goodman and top dental professionals. Gain confidence in crown preps, class two composites, root canals, and implants. Increase patient acceptance. Effectively communicate to your patients and your dental team. This beneficial course is $9.95, but because Dental Nachos loves to see happy dentists succeeding, they are offering new dentist boost camp to dental students for $3.95. Visit DentalNachos.com/ndbc for more information and to purchase your discounted download of New Dentist Boost Camp. Watch it and rewatch it anytime. This will be an impactful reference tool that you can continue to learn from and use. Buy it today to help you find a good job, start paying your student loans back faster, and feel great about dentisting. That's what it's all about.
1: Welcome to the Dental Amigos Podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and Attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos.
2: Hello everyone, I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined as always by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be here, Rob. Paul, it's good to see you as always, and welcome everyone to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Uh, so, uh, Amigo, we have a good one today. I'm Jamie excited. Amos. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and before Hello, I introduce guy. the man who really needs no introduction... I'd like to give our listeners a little context for today's episode. Uh, as you've probably heard now, we've recently been discussing mindfulness and well-being in some of our recent episodes with our guests. And this episode with Jamie is going to be really the first of several that we're going to do from time to time where the focus is more on mindfulness and topics related to that. So we're going to get more into that kind of stuff today with Jamie and less uh, on the bricks and mortar uh, for people that didn't hear the initial episode we have with Jamie, we had him on the show before and got into all that stuff. And it was a great, uh, a great episode. So anyone who hasn't listened to that should absolutely go back into our archive and, uh, and check that episode out. I think it's episode uh, two, Paul. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, early one. And that's back in the days when we had like a one and a one A. Yeah, yeah, and right. Yeah, two, I know. right? So uh, we've, over twenty. Yeah, we've gotten away from that. You know, the uh, the, the letters at the end of the yeah. number. So I think Jamie was the third episode, uh, numbered episode two uh, on the uh, on the archive there. So <clears throat> for those of you who somehow don't know Jamie Amos, uh, he's the CEO of Ideal Practices, which is dentistry's elite startup practice consulting firm. Uh, Jamie and his team of consultants work with a limited number of private practice dentists each year to open highly successful new practices. Jamie is the best-selling author of Choosing the Right Practice Location, host of the Ideal Practices podcast, and founder of HowToOpenADentalOffice.com and creator of the Startup Practice Blueprint course. Jamie has spoken on international stages in dentistry, dental schools, residency programs, study clubs, and other venues across the country. And the Ideal Practices team devotes thousands of hours each year helping dentists open successful startup practices that make meaningful, values-focused impacts in their communities. And spoiler alert, we're going to spend some time today talking about what value-focused impact in their community means, and more specifically, what it means to dental practice owners. but you know aside from all that stuff and Jamie is a good guy who as i've said before is a personal inspiration to me Jamie's podcast Paul was actually the first podcast yeah. i yeah. ever listened I know. to not even just dental it was just podcast it was the first period. one i was on yeah, and and I like you know, and I think that was probably it. I was like, "Paul Gubbins on Jamie Amos' podcast? Like, what's going on?" Yeah, there? thanks, Jamie. So I have to like go and like get the app on my phone <laughs> and like figure it out. Like the old guy, I'm like, ah, "How do I listen Media to podcasts?" Medium guys. I'm mm-hmm. yeah. you. Thank yeah. you, Paul. I appreciate that. So <laughs> Justin tells me I'm a young fifty, uh, but uh, so uh, if you haven't had the chance also to hear Jamie live, you need to. I've had the pleasure of hearing Jamie speak on a number of occasions, and you know, even though I'm not a a member of the targeted profession, dentists. Uh, I always have great takeaways from Jamie's seminars and podcasts that I'm able to apply to my my life and my business. And I think when you're looking for a consultant to help you to start a practice, you'd be well served to take a look at how certain consultants run their business. And Jamie and his partner, Stephen Trutter, have done a magnificent job with uh, how they run their show. So in addition to all that, as I've said before, Jamie's a flat out good human being who walks the walk and he's Very active in service projects overseas, including Ideal Practices Initiative to provide funding for 10 startup businesses in third-world countries every time they help open a startup demo practice in the U.S. So now, without further ado, here's Jamie Amos. Welcome, amigo, and thanks for being on the show again.
3: It is good to be back. How are you guys? This is awesome. Huge, huge honor to be with you. Thank you for the invitation Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this topic in general, but I mean, shoot, I would just hang out with you guys even if we weren't going to talk about anything and I could just listen to you guys talk. So <laughs> it is awesome to be back. Thank you. Well, this
4: is great. Thanks, Jamie. You need to talk to Mrs. Nacho and tell her to feel the same way. So I, I appreciate it. And, you can uh, go home and tell Mary. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul, I, 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 I talked to talked to Jamie today and Jamie said, I'm cool to talk yeah, to. Yeah, him. yeah. Thanks. I can't, I, right. I can't wait. And uh, you know, Rob told me this uh, episode was about mindfulness and happiness. So I, I trained by eating nachos for seven straight days. So I'm pretty happy be, uh, being here. And I wanted to ask you, Jamie, uh, you know, usually I ask a question, uh, about food to the guest, you know, that I'm leading, but you know, let's turn it around. What's, uh, what's one of your favorite appetizers you're going out with your family or friends, uh, you know, non-nacho related, what would you be ordering at a restaurant?
3: Uh, you know, I, 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 ask myself that question probably every day and I just can't come to a straight answer on that, but here's a, here's an answer for you. <laughs> I have <laughs> Uh, a lot of friends now, for some reason, are talking about fasting, like uh, water fasts and 24-hour fasts or 48-hour fasts. I I've never done it, but they keep claiming these benefits. I want to see a scientific study on a nacho fast.
4: Oh, nacho so fast, <laughs> jeez, <laughs> Wow, you have someone that around. I'll see. I hey, think uh, Paul would actually so start it, to shake. Yeah, yeah, I would. No, 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 yeah, I know. It might not yeah. Not to withdrawal, so. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> no, right. I'm
3: actually talking like when they say water fast, all they have is water. Like they have. Like oh, oh, thanks, Ray. <laughs>
4: that's, wow. that's Now I like that. I'm okay, talking, sorry, talking. my I'm mind can. Yeah, that's perfect. If all you can do yeah, nothing yeah, for three yeah. days, but yeah, eat nachos, like, like, like breakfast, breakfast, lunch, scum, and dinner. Like uh, the shrimp thing, you know, nacho, yeah. all different the types of nachos all day.
3: Health benefits of a nacho fast? I mean, there have got to be some metabolic. Benefits there, right? I mean, it has to be.
4: I like him. So, test okay. it
2: out. <laughs> Metabolic it impact. I have benefits. I, I don't know. It might be like that. That super size like <laughs> McDonald's uh, documentary.
4: You know? So 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 far, you've told me I, uh, this is great, Jamie. I'm I'm happy. I'm done. You've told me that uh, you enjoy talking to me. Uh, tell my wife that, and now we're gonna have nachos every day. So I'll tell her that too. So this is a, a great episode so far.
3: <laughs> well, your wife will either be really happy we're friends, or she'll say never again, Paul. You're not talking to that dude.
4: Ever. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Rob and Paul, this is awesome. Thank you guys. This is so cool to be back with you.
4: Yeah, it's great and to have you. I back. love
3: this topic. This topic of, of mindfulness and this topic of, like you said, making a positive impact and having vision and meaningful impact in communities. Oh, you are speaking my language. Yes, I love startups. Yes, that's what my consulting team does all over the country for dentists. So that's where my perspective is. And and we can, if it's okay with you, we can even talk about why that specifically, the startup topic is, is a beautiful dovetail into this topic of meaningful community-based impact and having vision and enjoying and f- being fulfilled in your practice ownership experience or just in life or in business. So I love this topic and I'm so excited to jump in with you guys. This is this is great.
2: That's cool. Well, thanks. You, know, you are actually our our first repeat guest too. So I'm, I'm psyched for you to, to be talking oh, about this good. because you are, you know, I've been really mu- very much a the bellwether when it comes to to these uh, these subjects, certainly in the industry. And I mean, I'd like to tell people like, yeah, Jamie is really, he is he's a business coach who's chosen to focus, you know, his expertise and his passion to the startup dentistry world. So, um, you know, so as we we roll into this, Jamie, you know, what is you know, we, we talk about value focused impact in your community? Like, uh, you know, those words obviously go together. They probably make sense somewhat, and they're probably somewhat intuitive but uh, I know you and I know what that means. And so I'd like to hear you, if you wouldn't mind, talk to us and our audience a little bit about what that concept is for, for Jamie Amos and, and how you uh, talk to your clients about that, uh, that concept.
3: Yeah, I, you know, one of the things that I have found uh, beneficial to me, one of the things that I found encouraging, inspiring to me is, is hearing the ways other people live things out. So uh, thank you for sharing the, the part of my heart and the core of my business, which is supporting entrepreneurialism because we love how entrepreneurs and entrepreneurialism done well changes entire communities. Like with how we fund 10 startups in third world countries. Every time we do a startup in the States, we provide that funding because we love how entrepreneurialism done well literally changes people's lives and in in those environments in developing countries oh i mean they don't have access to capital so they can't get a loan and in many of those situations those people are good people who want to provide for their families they have high integrity and great character but there are no such things as banks in many of those environments that will lend to the poorest of the poor and just a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks can help them get enough money to maybe buy a couple dozen chickens so they can get the eggs, so they can sell the eggs to the market, and then literally change their family's future, maybe you know, avoiding starvation, <laughs> avoiding malnutrition, avoiding, we've even heard stories of people avoiding things like their alternative was to explore prostitution, or human trafficking is sometimes a viable alternative for these people, that's crazy, that's a viable alternative? Or maybe a loan can help them get a business. So. Just so you know, the premise of how I think and why I think this way is rooted in, in that concept that entrepreneurialism done well, and it's, it's that definition, done well, entrepreneurialism done well changes lives, changes communities. So that's why I love startups, and, and that's, uh, that's how I think my perspective on this topic uh, it has been developed.
2: So it's interesting is Jamie that you lead off with something and, and this is obviously what you, you really try to encourage your clients to do too, but you obviously do this in your business. And you know, the first thing that you want to talk about, which I I know is a passion for you, is, you know, how giving back is, is, mm-hmm. is really provides, you know, a meaningful platform for you and, and makes you excited as, as a, as a person, you know, and, and, and it comes yeah. through, you know, in your voice. I mean, it's, that, that, I can tell, excites Jamie Amos.
3: Yeah. Well, just think, for any business owner or any person of the family or a, a reputation of any type, you don't need to be a practice owner, but let's pretend you want to be a practice owner. Let's pretend you're an associate, thinking about practice ownership. If that's, if that's you and you're listening to this and, and you want a reputation, just imagine how much more powerful the message of your reputation can carry if people understand your values. The, the goofy example that I like to give, that's outside of dentistry, is Tom Shoes. You know, when, when people talk about Tom Shoes, I think we've talked about this before, guys. But I mean, play with me for a second, if you would. When sure. people talk about Tom Shoes, uh, when people are describing the company, maybe play along with me. What's what's the statement that people say about that company, Tom Shoes?
2: Yeah, that they you know give a pair of shoes to somebody for every pair of shoes that's bought, right, or something like that, isn't that? Yeah,
3: yeah, right. Which is crazy because here's why it's crazy. You didn't describe the shoes to me. You didn't talk about the product. But that's what that company does. They make shoes. You didn't say like, there's amazing rubber insoles or the fabric quality is incredible or they have the greatest workforce mm-hmm. ever. Or they have low prices or high prices. You get them online or you can't. Or you get them, I don't know where you get them. They're kind of expensive. Maybe you can find some, maybe you can't. Maybe you're gonna get some, maybe your shoes and friends will like them. Maybe they won't like you because you wear them. <laughs> All those things are true. But you didn't say any of those things, right? right. Instead you said, yeah, the, the buy a shoe, give a shoe thing. So what you told me instead because you told me about their values. And by describing their values to me, you, you shared with me what the company stands for. Now I, as a consumer, can choose to join in with that cause. And that's when things get really interesting with a business reputation, when, when customers or patients can choose to join in on the cause of the practice. So what the heck does that mean for a dental office? What? Jamie, you're talking about shoes and, and businesses overseas. What does that matter for a dental practice? So here, here's what I found that I, I think this will tie into the vision topic that we're talking through. Uh, case study, real-life case study. we got this guy near Nashville, just opened up one of our clients. Um, so I have an inside look at what he's done. His name is Brian. Uh, Brian opened his practice, no business experience. He's kind of an average, normal Army doc before asking for some guidance. And interestingly, in his uh, first month, he already had 100 new patients. Second month, uh, 200 patients. I'm 100% confident he will cross a million dollars of production in his first year. There's a good chance he's going to cross a million dollars of collections in his first 12 months, which means he's not just doing the dentistry. He's getting paid a million dollars in his first 12 months of revenues for his practice. So those things are neat. Like, cool. He's already got an associate and coming in his fifth month, he's already got two hygienists. Oh my goodness. And he's never run a business before. What? Right. So the, 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 the backstory or the, the, the information behind the curtain for this guy is one of the more powerful reasons that he is being successful in the eyes of his community, and one of the reasons that he is thrilled, so happy, and so proud of what he's accomplished is because when we started planning his practice a year and a half ago, we asked him, what do you want your practice to be associated with? What values do you want communicated to your community? What reputation do you desire to have and how can we pre-plan that? So we did. In, in the week leading up to his opening day, here's what happened. This is bananas. <laughs> it, it, we teamed up his practice with a local organization. We talked walked through what we call the give process, very specific process. So a couple of weeks before his opening day, he came up with a hashtag, it was hashtag 20 for 20, which means with every 20 patients who come to the practice, he contributes to a nonprofit, a charity, that supports families with kids who uh, are afflicted with special needs. So this charity supports families of kids with special needs. So every 20 patients, they sponsor another family. So before he opened, hashtag 20 for 20 became this, like, drumbeat in the community. Hashtag 20 for 20, hashtag 20 for 20, hashtag 20 for 20. I showed up on site to check in on him and how the progress was coming along a couple weeks before he opened up. (laughs) He had just come off two radio interviews... He had just come off of three television interviews, (laughs) and at that point, he already had 80 some patients lined up. I think it was on day two. He had 80 patients come through the practice, 84 patients come through the practice. So the, the point that I'm saying is what transformed his happiness, what transformed his reputation, what allows him to be most proud of his practice, of course, includes the dentistry. I mean, quality care has to be included. Hiring a great team needs to be included, but the deeper, psychological, personal levels of fulfillment mean that this sensitive story, that's a very personal story to him and his family of when he lost a sibling as a child to a special needs situation. He lost a sibling when he was a kid to a special needs situation. Now his practice gets to play a part in supporting families that struggled like his family did when he was a kid.
4: Yeah, it's such and a great story, a, a, I mean, it's really four just four months. Oh, sorry, this
3: yeah. is this is like the mind blowing part. At four months in, ready? He's already the number one donor to that charity in his town. Four months into practice ownership. Okay, so going back to vision, here's here's what I'm getting at. For him, it started by defining what he wanted to be known for, even before he got started with his startup. And that's the thing that I love about business ownership. It, we can we can pre-plan how we're going to be known in a community and the impact we're going to make. We can pre-plan and reverse engineer all that. So does that give you a couple of ideas for sort of the, the values-based community impact topic?
2: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and... And it, it's just, it's so cool that, you know, these two things actually, I think a lot of people think that it, they're like, they're mutually independent, yeah. you know, like I have to either choose to be like Gordon Gecko yeah. or like, uh, or like Gandhi. Uh, no, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no, you don't. There, there actually <laughs> yeah. is a third choice here where you can kind of combine, you know, both. And, um, you know, I, I actually read a book not too long ago uh, called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, a remarkable story about living your dreams written by Robin uh, Sharma. And, you know, he says in there, you know, when you're inspired by a great purpose, some extraordinary project, all of your thoughts break bonds. Your mind transcends limitations. Your consciousness expands in every direction. And you find yourself in a new, great and wonderful world. You know, like, and, and when I hear what you're saying, it's just like, that's just coming out in, you know, in bright lights for me. That that's, you're just, and it's the same thing that you talked about at the outset, Jamie, I mean, you know, Paul, the first yeah. thing that, that Jamie's talking about is how he gives back and what he's able to do with, you know, financing small businesses in third world countries. You know, that, that is an inspiring thing that makes it, uh, I think, I wouldn't say easy, but it gives you strength i think and and motivation and inspiration in a daily life to do all this other stuff that's not as much fun and and there's i'm yeah. sure that the, that your client i mean obviously you don't produce that much dentistry without working yeah. your tail off right
4: yeah but yeah. you know it's it there's a bigger there's a bigger purpose for and it. there's also what I, you said Jamie about the toms and what you were saying about your uh, awesome new client and what i've always loved is you know you only have a certain amount of hours in a day especially as a dentist so why not infuse the give back into your day I mean I have to thank my dad and his partner uh, from when I joined the practice they had been a part of donated dental care for years and, and unfortunately there's they need more people to support that, and I just thought that was the coolest idea because, you know, they would they would interview patients, make sure they had real needs, send you the patient. You would do all the work at no charge. The laboratories would provide the work at no charge. And I said, I'll, all you know, I get to do this in the middle of my day, and you know, we would take each dentist would take one or two cases a year, but uh, after they're done with their cases, I, I mean, I'm I'm not totally sure what the protocol is, but I just have them stay on as you know, complimentary patients to the practice forever. And I love seeing them because you know they come back and you know you're, you've changed their life. They're grateful, and I just think it fits with the, whether it's the Toms or your 2020 uh 20, for 20 client that we need to look for more ways to do this in our business, uh, and not think that you have to go on a weekend to build you know a home. Not that I've been part of Habitat for Humanity; it's a good good organization, but I think it kind of fits with our purpose. of you only have so many hours in a day, and how can you infuse those hours with uh, real purpose?
3: Yeah, you mentioned the words, uh, both you guys have said the words, motivation and inspiration. I think it, it, as business owners and, and leaders in a community, part of our duty is to lead that charge of motivating and inspiring. Right? If we're not motivating or inspiring as a dentist, if you're not doing that with your patients, uh, none of them will say yes to your treatment plans. Whoops. <laughs> if you're not motivating or inspiring your team members, your employees, uh, they might not show up <laughs> or they might show up and just want a paycheck. But even more so, I think what most people forget about, which is maybe the heart of this issue here, if you're not motivating and inspiring yourself, you're not going to make it. And part of the, the, what I've realized with startups in particular is to motivate and inspire yourself. There has to be this, you know, emotional, personal part. But it's not all fluffy unicorns and rain, rainbows and you know sunshine and leprechauns. It's not all that. <laughs> it's not all those things. I mean, maybe that's part of like the feel good thing. But there's also this reality of, uh, we need to make a profit, too. Or we do this thing called go out of business. Uh-oh. <laughs> right? And the motivation and inspiration piece, if you as a business owner are motivated, and if you as a business owner, if you are inspired, if you are those things, you're going to have a team that shows up fired up. You're going to have patients who are like, yeah, I don't even know what you're talking about, Doc, <laughs> but you believe it, and you think it's right, so well, I'm in. I right? met my okay. patience, John. So, And so many dentists, I look around and I get these emails from doctors who say, can you help? I love what you talk about. Can you help my practice get fixed? The sad answer is no. I work with startups who we set it up right the first time. We're not really good at fixing problems as much as we are at avoiding problems. And with a startup, you get the opportunity to set it up right the first time. I'm sure there are great ways to kind of fix situations that are not great, but the the core of this is motivation, inspiration. Brian, that doctor that I just told you about, he's uh, got this, he, he, like many of our clients, hundreds of doctors who he's worked at around the country, will ask me things like this before we get started. Um, they'll say things like, well, oh, you're probably going to say like this charity or this cause or this movement that I want to be a part of in my community. Jamie, you're probably going to say, wait till you get profitable, right? So, so I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to wait. And I say, no, 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 no that's the point we want this to happen on day one i want you to give birth to this practice on day one so that the dna is implanted with this heart that matches your values like how how awful would it be if nike came out tomorrow and nike said guess what world guess what nike shoes we now do buy a shoe give a shoe <laughs> the whole world would be like what
2: let's not hold our breath yeah, <laughs> that one, <all> right. yeah. <laughs>
3: Like, huh? That make that's not Nike, right. That's because they already have a culture, they already have a DNA built into their business. So I, that's what I love about startups. Is that? Um, do you mind if I tell a, a fascinating story about Netflix go related right ahead. to this?
2: Right, go ahead.
3: Okay, ready. So, on the topic of vision, um, <laughs> Netflix. Uh, Netflix started back in 1997. This guy, you know, Reed Hastings. Everybody knows Reed Hastings was CEO of Netflix. So 97, he started the company, and he he started it with this vision that included providing television on demand via the internet. Ready? So providing television on demand via the internet.
0: <laughs> Weirdly,
3: back in 1997, <laughs> that was technologically impossible. Right. <laughs> like today, streaming a movie is like cool. I can. I it on my couch. I can do it in bed. I can do it on the porch. I can my, do
2: it in my office. My 13-year-old doesn't even watch. I mean, I don't even think she would know how to turn on the TV. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's just not even <laughs> right. in the realm, you know?
3: So, you ever see the uh, Breaking Bad on Netflix? You ever watch any of those episodes?
4: I have, yeah. Uh, I
3: Breaking have. Bad and Stranger Things and Orange is the Black or Orange is the New Black or whatever those... Anyway, one episode. I did the math. To download one episode in 1997 when Reed Hastings started Netflix, it would have taken you four months.
2: Oh, <laughs> wow. that's crazy.
3: To download one episode, day and night, all day long, the little wheel would spin on your phone for four months. <laughs> and then you would finally have the episode, hooray. <laughs> right? So that's with a 28.8 baud modem, like the old school modems. Okay, yeah. so here's like that.
2: Makes lot a lot of pain when morning. it dials yeah. up, right? And you can connect it, you know, like you're all psyched, because you, you actually it worked, <laughs> right? right?
3: So the thing that I love that Reed Hastings did, here's the like awesome business case study that's so simple to realize, just now we need to apply it as this. He defined the vision for the future of the business, even when there was no way to do it. In other words, he defined what the business was going to do, even before it was possible, humanly possible to accomplish that. He defined what it would be. And that's why he didn't go to Blockbuster Video and ask them for advice blockbuster videos now out of business right <laughs> he didn't go to the people who've done it unsuccessfully before he didn't go to them asking them how to do it he defined the future vision for his model and then he pursued that aggressively for 20 years and now now Netflix is everything so uh, there there you go there's some ideas on, on, on some some vision stuff does that does that point us down the path that you guys are thinking for uh, today? absolutely
2: I mean it, it, it's key and I think it's interesting too and and I think this will feed into some other topics I want to cover you know it's what Jamie Amos's vision is not necessarily nor should it be Paul Goodman's vision nor should it be Rob Montgomery's vision that you know and Mm -hmm. this is one of the things that I think is really important for people to, to understand and I think we all the three of us in our you know consulting you know, world that we, that we, we live in, you know, people want to know like what they should do. Tell me what I should do to, to have a successful practice. Tell me what I should do to be happy in my practice. Tell me what I should do, you know, in this way or that way. And it's like, you know, we, in our legal world, it's like, yeah, you know, like we can do the documents for you, but then like the consulting and getting to know you and what you want to do and what's important to you. Like that's the secret sauce. That's why we're different than everybody else. Same thing with Paul when he's got his consulting clients, and same thing with you, Jamie. You know. And so, I'd like to hear, you know, kind of your take on sort of how vision is an individual thing.
3: Yeah. So uh, we we just created dentistry's first documentary about startup practices. Cool. Uh, it's actually next week as the time of this recording. Uh, we're giving away free copies of the documentary we, we've got.
2: How long oh, will man, it take to download,
3: <laughs> Jamie? <laughs> less than four months, I, think. <laughs> right. than, I hope. <laughs> it's, and it's actually kind of a Netflix-ish, sort of bingeable documentary. There's five episodes. Cool. Uh, so th- the reason we did it is we wanted people to feel like, I wanted associates who have seen other dentists who are in practice ownership struggling, right? they many associate dentists have been like, I don't want to be like that guy. That guy shows up angry every day. Or I don't want to be like that doctor. That doctor (laughs) demotivates the team. Or I don't want to be like that doctor. That doctor's practice is not what I want at all. I've got a different idea in my mind. So I wanted to give people a perspective on how does this vision thing get rolled out? How does that manifest itself? And then what are are the results? Um, It's actually a documentary of this guy, Dr. Brian. it's the a full exploration of, of his his process. So, in the documentary, uh, when we're talking about sort of how this gets implemented from a case by case basis, uh, it, it it's always very personal. It's always very customized for each person. Um, I, I like I like to say there's no right answer. the the correct response is we need an answer. we we need a definition of what we're going to aim for. So, if we're talking about this give process, it's deciding what it's going to be and then building a path to that, which is very different from what most people will pursue. Ready? Most, maybe you guys can relate to this. I know I can. Sometimes, if I'm going to go pursue something new, I want to figure out how to do it. The how weighs very heavy on my mind. How do I uncover that? How do I build it? How do I dissect it? How do I get going? All these how questions start popping in my mind. Mm-hmm. What I have found empowers at least our clients with startups more than anything is ignoring the how <laughs> for as long as possible, because we first need to define what and defining what is wildly different from the how you, you mentioned something about being, have being shackled from the mind with the, the monk um, or the Gandhi versus uh, the, the, what do you say? Gandhi Gordon Gakko. Gordon Gakko. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's awesome. I don't think we need to have like, the extremes there, I think we can have both Not Gandhi, not Gordon Gekko. I think we can, we can have both. But if we start with what, like we're going to get on a, on a on, we're going to have a very clear direction for what we aim, want to aim for before we start figuring out how you start figuring out how. And, and, and then it'll be like my friend, Jonathan Van Horn says, you guys know Jonathan Van Horn. Sure. Exactly. I like how he says, yep. uh, Working on a, how is, is sort of like picking up a bunch of nails and gathering nails for a couple of years. Some accidentally start looking like screws. There's different lengths. And after you have a giant bucket of nails, everybody told you you need nails. Now you can finally build your house. Right, <laughs> right. That's, the wrong, that's the wrong path. We need to first define what we're going to aim for. So that, that's my perspective, defining what, like Reed Hastings from Netflix, getting clear in the vision, even 20 years before the technology exists, um, and, and pursuing it that way.
2: But I mean, it's also, you know, it's, with goal, it's about goals too, you know. So it's, it's what you want and what, you know, how you want to attain that, you
4: know. And I one think, thing you guys uh-huh. are describing though, just so I want to jump for yeah. a second, because you, you like I said, I, I'm, I'm going to try to make it so that you two can do a filling on a person at some point if you'd like to understand how dentistry is. The, one of the things that you might not be totally aware of with your clients is you, mo- both of you are working with uh, usually dental school graduates, and that we've mm-hmm. had four years of, uh, let's just call it influence prior to coming to this point. And, you know, your story was great there, Jamie, because they talk to us about the how and they don't talk to us about the what or the why. And they just say, okay, we're going to teach you how to do fillings, crowns, root canals, implants, and dentures, and then go out there and, and do them. And, you know, I, I think you had mentioned this on one of the groups there, Jamie, and I just think it was great. Um, you know, should we teach startups and acquisitions and this in dental school? And I've been championing this for, for years, but the, the dental school's, uh, they really don't have much incentive to do it. Maybe they will at some point, but we're really creating a group of how trained individuals and they don't know the what or why. And that's why I think they will look for someone who's successful and say, I want to be like them, even though it's not like what Rob said, it's not the right path for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: No. Yeah. And it, 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 sometimes it takes a lot of soul searching to decide what actually matters I mean, let, let's look at a goofy, you know, thing. Here's, here's another peek into my world with startups. A lot of doctors who are associate dentists, they think, okay, I, I want to do a startup that looks exciting. Maybe I want to be like Dr. Brian. Ready? Here, I'll just pick apart. Here's something else with this story. Sometimes doctors will start with something like demographics, which is, which is. remember, this is more of a how, right? Demographics. I want to go pick up some screws and some nails. I want to figure out the how. I'm going to look at demographics first. So sometimes doctors will start looking at demographics numbers. Well, uh, Paul, you and I were just joking uh, with a guy on Facebook on a thread, not just you know, probably in the last 24 hours, uh, with a guy who uh, was one of our clients uh, in New Jersey. I'll leave him nameless just so he's, he's he stays innocent. <laughs> but his his demographics ratios, you know, the doctor to population ratio in demographics that people like to focus on, his ratios. They, they look really good on paper. I don't know, three or 4,000 to one. I think it's, it's somewhere just north of 3,000 to one, which means 3,000 population for every one doctor in the town. So a lot of doctors would say, that's interesting. That apparently matches the metric criteria. I, I've even stated myself, the criteria should be a minimum of 2,000 to one, this how topic, how do we find the right demographics? Well, here's the problem. Jerry's practice serves a patient base that many doctors would not find all that enjoyable. I mean, here's the thing: Jerry's Jerry loves a high-paced, high-volume, energy-style practice. A lot of doctors in today's day and age say, "I want to do bigger cosmetic cases. I want to build my practice to so someday I go from PPO to fee-for-service." Which is fine. There's no right or wrong. Jerry's model is great for Jerry. A fee-for-service future practice is great for that model. <laughs> but if you study, if you tried to aim for the demographics and you were, this, you were a doctor who wanted someday to have a fee-for-service practice, and you looked at the demographics only, and you moved to Jerry's town, you're going to be hit in the face with the wrong patient population. And there's a reason that the bus stop very close to Jerry's practice, that was intentional. It attracts a very specific type of, of person in that, in that, in that practice, and it helps perpetuate that. In the practice model, which is perfect for him because he decided that he wanted to go down that model.
4: it's also a you so, which fits with Rob's you know message of purposefulness like you know I say this to dentists all the time, whether I'm quote buyer coaching or just talking to them that you know you're going to get this one practice and you know be, if you want to be mindful, if you think you want to do high end cosmetic cases before you start down that journey, how about go watch a dentist who does this all the time uh shadow him or her and see what it really looks like to do those cases. And that might not be the vision you even want. I mean, you know, if you if you buy a super cool green leather jacket, you know, one day your wife just makes you throw it out because she says it's ridiculous. That's a true story from me. Um, <laughs> you know, so you can throw out your leather jacket, but you can't throw away your practice. And your story there is just think it's so meaningful to our listeners about purpose, yeah. purpose, mindfulness. Because you don't even know what you want, but kind of these influences have told you you do want this. So in determining your vision, embracing these things. You need to really um, take the time to see if that's what fits, because that type of practice you described from our our Facebook buddy is one that fits his his vision, but it wouldn't fit other of your clients, and that's totally cool.
2: And that and that's where yep. unhappiness comes from. Like you know, just because somebody else is happy in a certain type of practice, you know, yeah. our buddy Marty in Florida, right? He's happy as a lark from all all appearance, right? But you know, it doesn't mean that somebody else is going to be happy with that. And I think it really comes down to you know. Having, you know, your own set of of values, your own goals and and being in touch with your vision and what's important to you, because what you know, you can be as successful, quote unquote, as somebody else make as much money and and be miserable, you know, and that, you know, that can be okay. And sometimes I guess we all have to take our medicine and do things we don't like to do. But, you know, really, I don't think that's really should be the goal going into it, you know? Like, it's kind of like, you know, we've joked around before on the show, and I think we've said this too, Jamie, uh, in some of the stuff when we've done presentations together, like, you know, it's like going out and saying like, hey, well, I, I don't wanna, you know, not fail, you know? Like, right. uh, you know, you talk about the failure rates of dental practices are so low. Like, uh-huh. I'm so sick of hearing that. Like, I get it, I, I, I use that spiel when I'm talking to a landlord or, you know, but, Uh, I'm sick of that because it's like, you know, as a sailor, Jamie, it's like saying like, Hey, uh, I'm not going to hit that buoy. I'm not going to hit that buoy. I'm not going to hit that buoy. Oh boy. I just hit the, buoy. (laughs) you know, like it becomes like (laughs) this negative magnet for like, that just brings you down and you know, your vision and your goals kind of get like, get compromised by this thing that is kind of like hijacks the whole process.
3: And you know, just like the sailing analogy. I love that. I don't want to hit that buoy. I don't want to hit that buoy. Well, your day is only going to be defined by the buoy. So now the thing that you don't want becomes the definition that you focus on all day long. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to hit the buoy. So your whole day is wrapped up in this staring at this annoying buoy thing in your life. I think in dentistry, a lot of times, uh, what I, I like the, the difference and the balance between uh, the observation that we can pursue, uh, pursue a project as uh, trial and error. We can go pursue trying to achieve success through trial and error, or we can pursue success or fulfillment based on reverse engineering it. So there's trial and error and there's reverse engineering trial and error means you have to kind of fumble your way through and make a lot of mistakes. just imagine if Netflix did that, if they, if they didn't define where they were going to head, they very likely could end up with stores that rent VHS tapes or DVDs oh, yeah. right? nice. that, that wouldn't have fit their model. That right. would be trial and error. Versus defining it up front and and making sure that you're reverse engineering what you want to do, even if the technology doesn't exist. Now, that's not just for technology. That's not for, in a dental practice, that doesn't mean just for a cone beam system or just for a startup. But I'm actually implying for, for life and for personal happiness. The real goal with your startup should be, the real goal for private practice ownership should be that you are pursuing your version, your customized personal version of a vision that you have reverse engineered. So defining the vision, defining the what, and reverse engineering it before you get started. Because then you can actually enjoy the whole process. You're not just staring at the buoy the whole time, you're actually enjoying this beautiful day on a sailboat because you got the right boat, put it in the right water, and now you can really enjoy this process because guess what, you positioned your boat in a way that is nowhere near buoys. (laughs) you're free to go and enjoy it based on your terms. Right. So Rob, for you as an expert sailor, you might be fine with 30 foot waves, right? No, whatever, but <laughs> I don't know about the expert part, with... Jamie,
4: but yes, <laughs>
3: <laughs> for me, give me a nice quiet, lake. <laughs> right? like a bathtub, <laughs> there a
4: bathtub option. No. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's crazy that, and, and this is like, I, I, I we're talking like, I, you know, right before we came on the show, I, I was looking at, at Desiree, uh, Dr. Desiree Yazdan's uh, Instagram feed, right? And uh, she was on our show. And, uh, you know, a a really powerful story, you know, and and a great guest. And, you know, I don't typically just read people's social media posts, but uh, I've actually started paying attention to some of the things that she's saying because kind of fits into into our groove here so I just take a second here and read an excerpt from one I think it was from this morning or yesterday it was a recent a recent post she had and this is like ringing so true with what we're talking about and it's, it's neat I think she captures the concept too the mind is a really powerful thing you can choose which thoughts you put energy into and which thoughts you feed for me I like to feed the feelings of success of attaining my goals and of living on my own terms you have to visualize and feel How you want your ideal life to be you must see it first The mind is an untapped resource that can make you make you successful or confine you to a life of misery The world is not viewed with your eyes, but with your mind. What you focus on is what will expand So with those points in mind you have to start having higher thoughts of belief within yourself focus on opportunity possibility and success the true battle is within you can make yourself into the person that you truly want to be. Don't let the illusions of failure stop you from going after what you want. Let the visions of achievement, accomplishment and success fuel you to get started and stay, pers- stay persistent on your dreams. I mean like, It's like, I I couldn't script it that better after what you just said. (laughs) Like, and actually we have to get you and and Desiree in a room sometime for one one of Paul's uh, nacho festivals uh, in the near future. Um, But I think, you know, that's really what it comes down to is like how you measure your success. And I, you know, Paul and I were talking earlier too, that I think too, like goal setting is just such an important thing, especially for overachievers and, and perfectionists like dentists, you know, that we're talking about people that are very academic, uh, high achievers. And I think what I see, and I see this in in my profession too, that, you know, goals are important, but maybe for a slightly different reason, you know, that if you have goals that you can actually attain, then you can kind of do a victory lap and said, Hey, you know what I did? I did okay with that. I did what I set out to do versus the sort of the perfectionist mentality of well last year I produced 1.3 <laughs> right. next year I want to produce 1.5 now I want to produce 1.7 then I want to produce 2.1 you know like it never ends and so you never reach a point where you've truly you know attained what it is that you're trying to you know trying to do like there's no there's no yeah. end you know and if, and if all of your success is just tied to the the revenue in your practice, which, albeit, that's, that's an yeah. important thing. We need to kind of work on that and, and be mindful of that. But if that is only what you're seeking to do, you will, you will you know, as I said to Paul, it's like our, our, uh, our Samoyed puppy, yeah. you go watching her chase her tail. Yeah. She can do it for, for 20 minutes, you know? You'll never stop chasing your tail because that is, that is, that is a goal <laughs> yeah. without an end, you know, which is like a shackle of
3: sorts. Yeah, unfortunately I think there there are these the the bad news about social media, the bad news about this information age that we're in is that there's so much information and not enough wisdom. Yeah, there's right. like all this messaging and all this content and all these articles and all these oh, dare I say, podcasts, right? <laughs> all, and I've got one too. But I mean there's all this information. So people will try to grab onto one little nugget of the information, and in dentistry and outside of dentistry, oh, I'm going to grab onto that nugget, and I'm going to go try to chase that nugget. But they they don't realize that first we need to define what you want. And I would say, like you like you just alluded to, you could be spinning your wheels, you could be chasing 100 miles an hour in the wrong direction, and then you have to backtrack, and then you've wasted all this fuel chasing 100 miles in the wrong direction, and all this time and all this energy and all this emotional pursuit of the thing in the wrong direction. I would say, and that's hard to do, Jamie. Practice.
2: That it's hard. It's hard to kind of retrade something like that. I mean, it's it's. Not, I think it's it, it's ten times harder to get back from the wrong direction than it was to get there. I mean, the oh, the path was yeah. was very smooth. It's, it's downhill to get there, and it's it's twice as much uphill to like, get back.
4: Yeah. It's, a, it's a good point. Well, with if the buyer to, coaching clients, not just and I, retrace
3: right. your steps. Sticking with the car analogy, then you've got, you got your tread is worse. Your your engine is more worn down. You don't even know if you have enough gas in the tank to get back and, and all the other analogies like that. I think if bef- before you put the key in the ignition, if here's some practical application of this, I'll go right back to that. What topic? Ask yourself the what question on all the soft side of, of these dis- these discussion points. Like, what do you want your reputation to be? And, and go through that. Ask yourself that. Spend a week or two or three defining what that's going to be. What do you want your legacy to be for you and your family? Like, let's br- let's dig into that before you even start looking at real estate for my clients. Don't go look at buildings. Ask yourself what legacy you want, to be, you want to be remembered by at the end of practice ownership, before even a building. Or how about what you want to give to. We talked about philanthropy and Tom's Shoes, and we talked about 20 for 20. And some amazing, amazing stories of doctors hearts and their values changing a community from the inside out and becoming the most influential person in their town. And they're standing so proud. It's amazing. And months ago, they were an associate who was trapped, underpaid, frustrated, working for some guy who's demotivating. Now, they're because they've defined up front what they want to give to, what they want to give to, the soft side of this topic, my gosh, now they show up and they are on fire. They're just Roaring, and and that doesn't mean that everybody's making a million bucks every half hour. That's not the point. The point is they're fulfilled and they're being rewarded based on a predetermined, predefined, reverse-engineered
4: process. it's so important I because you know you're coming at it from a certain with your clients. I mean, I have. I'm. Sometimes I say I'm a multi-practice owner. I'm not trying to brag, and that's and I'm not trying to be say I'm humble. I'm trying to share how much stress there is involved with that. So, you know, people are thinking, you know, what's next, they have to look at what's now and what's next. And the reverse engineering is a great point. And it comes with, you know, responsible due diligence, to use a Rob term of your path. And, you know, if you want to own uh, more than one practice, you know, come spend time with my brother and I, and uh, I will share with you what that means and what that looks like. And you may say that is exactly what I want. I would like to do that too. I would like to answer nine hundred and forty-three questions before lunch. But um or you might say, Hey, I'd like to have a four operatory practice where I um, you know, produce half as much as that, but I have different goals and, and visions, so I think it's important and I just you know, this is so, so great for our listeners because at least they're thinking starting to think about this and i mean i have to share i mean i graduated from dental school in 2002 no one ever talked about this at all i mean you know it's great that this is just being talked about because
2: what's well, the thing generally in society i mean i think people are starting to pay pay more attention to this you know and and, and yeah you know and just to to your point it's like mm-hmm. if you have that fulfilled thing that you're talking about jamie you know even if somebody wants to look at it just from sheerly economic uh from an economic standpoint you can you can stamp that out and 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 carry on that mission for for the next twenty five years. You know, just burning yourself, you know, out and just running yourself into the ground without, you know, that that fulfillment. That's a very short term business plan.
3: I want I want people to show up every day loving it, excited, and that's part of why I think the doctors who we work with in startups can love it, whether or not there's, regardless of the the amount of money to get to love every minute of it, and you know. When, when I'm thinking about how to how, how to give somebody advice on this, I, I think I would say be real careful how you answer the question of what. Be even more careful about which types of what questions your what questions. Be careful because if you if you say, "What do I want to do with my career?" and your answer is Rob, like, uh, pardon me, Paul, like you just said multiple practices. I just spoke with a doctor two weeks ago, really nice lady, who said, I want, my goal is to, open a cu- to have a couple practices. So she bought a couple practices. Well, one of them is failing. The other one has an associate who she doesn't like. Now she wants to do a startup. And I said, well, well hang on. You got what you thought you wanted. You got a couple of practices. How's that working? I hate it. I gotta get out of one place, I gotta move to one place, I need to do another startup, I need to, and and now she's trapped, she actually has very few options. Technically right now she has almost no financial options at the moment. And so it's dangerous to ask yourself the wrong type of what question, to be real careful with which questions you're answering for yourself, because if you start focusing on things that are not at the core, not at at the base root motivators, of what will make you happy, what your version of fulfillment is, if you're not focusing on those things, you're going to end up like that guy who's a hundred miles down in the wrong direction or, or, or gal.
2: And, and that's so, what that, I love about what you do and your team does, because, you know, we can say here on the show, you need to think about the what, but a lot of people don't even know where to begin or what the framework of that even looks like, you know, and like that, yeah. that requires planning and preparation in and of itself. Like you just don't, Sort of just take a stroll down the street
4: and figure that all out. It's part of a process. And and that's why just just as we move uh, towards wrapping up with Jamie, like I just want to share. That's why dollars and time spent on figuring out the what is so well worth it. Because I will have people. Yeah, people will come to me and say, I want to do a startup. I don't want to use anyone. I want to use this. I don't want to hire this person. And I said, you know, if, if you don't think it's worth it to spend the money on protecting your future, figuring out your what, you're going to be way off. And you know, that they just, to to our defense as dentists, Jamie and Rob, they just, if they know, I use this example all the time because I was a kid of the 80s. Like they told us that eating processed food was okay. So it took us a while to unlearn that. I mean, we had to unlearn yeah. that that was not okay. So for dental students, they spend four years and no one says, you know what? Uh, spend time, spend money. Whether it's observing a dentist, whether it's hiring an advisor, whether it's hiring a coach to figure out your what, to figure out your why. If they have, if they infuse this into dental schools, they'll leave with some sort of thought process of, "Hey, I got to talk to some people before I make the biggest decision of my life. More important than who mm-hmm. I'm going to marry. More important than which veneer lab to use." Uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, yeah. they just don't. And uh, yeah. I'm just so grateful that you can share this message and you know, kind of support us in this. Dentist focused cause?
3: Well, without experience on a topic, no matter what the topic, but a, a particularly on a career defining topic. If you're talking about a career defining topic, find somebody with experience. And, and if it's a startup and ideal practices could work, then that's fine. Yeah. Stephen, you, you mentioned Stephen, Rob. Stephen has now helped 600 startups in dentistry. That's crazy. Yeah. It, regardless of wh- whether or not we're talking about a startup or not, find somebody with experience. It, it, because Here's what's gonna happen if you're, let's say you're a dentist and you're thinking about some big career choice. Don't be like me, <laughs> ready? Here's me. I remember thinking I was hot stuff and I'm thinking I know a lot about dentistry because I've got a friend in dentistry and it was at the beginning of my stage of working with dentists. I, I thought I've I, I helped open a couple of startups real successfully. First couple I did, like great success stories. So I sat in the chair of my personal dentist and I said I got this chipped tooth from when I was playing basketball. Some mean guy threw a basketball in my face and chipped my tooth I was a kid, so lower. Anterior tooth, it's chipped, and I noticed it was starting to discolor. But I'm hot stuff, and I know stuff. I got lots of information. I even think I had WebMD ready. So I'm in the chair, and I know stuff now, right? I got it all figured out. I said, "So, doctor, you know what? I think we need to do is see how this one's discolored. I think it's probably dying, so we probably need an implant." I kid you not. She laughed at me. <laughs> she, she said, "Oh, oh, really? Okay, um, let's let's look into this a little bit." Uh, it's been, I don't know, nine years and the tooth is fine. Thank God I had somebody with experience not right. letting me come up with my own treatment plan. So if you've never done it before, especially with a big life choice, a big career defining decision, don't make your own treatment plan. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that I, I like, like I did. I do
2: too. Well, this has been awesome, Jamie, as always. It's uh love chatting with you and, and thanks for, uh, Thanks for taking the time uh, to, to be on the show. Um, are there any uh, upcoming uh, events or uh, seminars or anything that, that you're working on that you'd like to uh, tell our listeners about?
3: There's, oh man, the, 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 my big passion project at the moment is this documentary. So right. if, if you're an associate dentist and you're you've even gently, wildly, once considered maybe a startup might be for me, watch Dr. Brian's story. This documentary, uh, tens of thousands of dollars, I'm going to say that embarrassingly, tens of thousands of dollars have been invested in creating this thing. It's one of those like uh, you touch it once and then you have to touch it four times and it just keeps crawling and growing. How, how do people were, find there,
2: that or there, how, where, where will they get that, Jamie?
3: I uh, go to startupdentist.com. So www.startupdentist.com and there are uh, we're doing some free copies of the documentary. It's, it's awesome. But Tons of resources, 50 people were interviewed in it, like lots of experts, lots of guests, lots of good stuff. So great content, great training, good look over the shoulder, like I said, like shadowing a mentor uh, through the process.
2: Cool, sounds great. And you, Startup, Startup Practice Blueprint, uh, of course, is always uh, going on a couple times a year, right? So people can learn about that on the website.
3: Yeah, Startup Practice Blueprint, that's a live course. And uh, just in uh, full disclosure, it's not open to the public. It didn't, it's uh, application only because we, we make sure only 24 attendees come, we want to give access to everybody. And guess what? Rob has been one of my highlights of speaking at the Startup Practice Blueprint. <laughs> Thank you. Rob, if you've been there, you know it. Like, Guys, the wisdom from Rob on stage at the Blueprint event with one-on-one interaction with him is, that, that, that has, I'm not kidding, has been on the surveys, one of the highlights for a lot of the attendees. Uh, but that Startup Practice Blueprint literally creates the whole, the whole path for people in defining what they want in a startup
2: that's cool yeah it's a great uh it's a great seminar and I, I always love uh love doing it with you and uh and come away really energized by by your group and and the people that are there it's very uh, infectious um, my my the, my the the lawyers that work for me okay. used to tolerate when i come back with like a wave of enthusiasm after that thing <laughs> so uh but it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's really good stuff uh very and then cool. uh, jamie how can uh how can people uh connect with you
3: I think one of the easiest ways is go to uh, one of our websites, howtoopenadentaloffice.com, or idealpractices.com, and uh, you can you can uh, access a bunch of our free trainings and free resources. Uh, we've got I don't know how many hundreds of hours of free training and video and publications uh, from all over dentistry. Or if you'd like something personal or something custom. Uh, Please don't share this email address (laughs) as just a a wild post in every Facebook group, please. But if you have a personal question that you want to address uh, about maybe your associateship or a potential consideration of a startup, here's my personal email address. I'm actually one of those CEOs who answers every blessed email that comes (laughs) into my inbox. It's Jamie, which is J-A-Y-M-E, so Jamie at howtoopenadentaloffice.com. It's very long. That way people will accidentally misspell it. And if they really want to reach me, they can. Yeah. <laughs> that way it's Jamie. It's good vetting. Yeah. How, to, to how to open a dental office.com. And, and I will respond. You type it right. Uh, I, I will. I will reply.
2: Cool. All right. Thanks again, awesome, Jamie. Jamie. Yeah, great stuff. Look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks, Jamie.
3: Awesome. Thank you, guys. This is this is great stuff. I cannot wait to see all the lives you change with this, this uh, vision and personal impact topic. This is amazing. Thank you.
2: Woohoo. good stuff. Jamie Amos never disappoints, Paul.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's the stuff that uh, is important and kind of the central core of our podcast of the things that uh, are not reviewed in dental school but should be, and this is just kind of a whole nother avenue. It's not necessarily about, you know, the numbers and P&Ls, but more about, you know, self-care for the dentist.
2: Yeah, know? the ultimate expression of doing something the right way, you know, and I think, you know, what we talked about a little bit, which I think is important to kind of come back to, is that you know? A lot of times, people don't realize even what their you know what should be or what they should even be thinking about. You yeah. know, what's what's the framework? What are the options? You know, and where we see people that are I would say you know trying to cut corners or or not even necessarily from a financial standpoint, yeah. just because they think like, hey, I got this all figured out. You know, and and oftentimes you know when you start to drill down on like well have you thought about this yeah. have you thought about that and we're like, no i haven't I haven't well you don't really have much figured out you, you know, know
4: that's why it's worth the time in his story about the netflix is important because you know it's like a chef who said you know I'm going to start a restaurant now with you know uh, a big entree and a side dish and a and a vegetable? That's my message. You know now we would say that's that's not what people want. You know they have different styles of dining and right. dentistry is no different. And you know I think mm-hmm. you know a lot of dental students and it's hard and I feel for them. You know they listen to other people's stories and sometimes they say to me, you know, uh, my mentor is happy and he said to do this and I go, how old your mentor? They said 64 and I said, what else do you huh. listen to on someone who's 64? I mean it's great great wisdom. But the when the 64- year old left dental school and when you left dental school it's a different world just like using the, you know using the internet or we joke about our own kids learning about technology within us. so that's right. just important um, because uh, ask them what they would do now if they were leaving and with the you know it could be a variety of factors the debt, it could be uh, the hours you need to work and just like he said with his startup client, awesome story about somebody who dialed into their vision prior to I don't know, not pulling the triggers dramatic but you know before they uh, made too big of a decision and they couldn't come back from.
2: Right. And Jamie was there to support them and say, yeah. Hey, this is something, you know, This is a good way to do. It. I'm, I'm psyched to check out that, the documentary too. But I mean, I think, and it's kinda, it's wild how much that ties into, you know, what Desiree Yasden, you know, yeah. has said, and even like, it's crazy uncanny. Like her Instagram post is just so spot on, you know? So, you know, it's not just, you know, Jamie making this stuff up. It's not just like no. crazy, what? like stuff like they're, they're the people that are doing things right that the 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 true gunners, you know, as Corey Glenn, like the the gunners are are doing this stuff, you know, and, you know, people don't see that, you know, what people see is they drive by the office, they see the patients going in, they see the people in treatment, they see what's on social media, the website, they see all that stuff. This is the stuff that you can't see, you know, this is looking into, into the soul of the person doing it. And these are the successful people. And, you know, So much, you know, if you look at the pick up the Wall Street Journal, you know, the top selling uh, uh, nonfiction books in the country, you know, it's all this stuff, which is like how to get inside Warren Buffett's mind, how to get inside, you know, this entrepreneur's mind or this ultra marathon athlete's mind and their process. This is the stuff that matters. And so when we look at dentists and consultants, these are the people, the Mark Costas's of the world, too, that are just really knocking out of the park and they're doing these little things that nobody sees or even knows they exist, and that's the difference maker.
4: For I, I came up with a new, new term while you were talking, Rob, and I, because uh, you mentioned goal setting, and you know, Being a dentist is, you know, in dental school, so what grades did you get in this test? How many fillings did you do? What's your production, right? So goal setting to me sometimes can set yourself up for that disappointment like you described with chasing your tail. But I think, you know, goal awareness is a better term. And when you talk Mm -hmm. about awareness, because it's just saying aware of these goals, what they mean, you know, we said setting, like I achieved it, what's next? What's next? What's next? And more goal awareness and being responsible about your goal awareness. You know, right. as, as Desiree uh, said in her post, you live a lot of your life I- inside your mind. And when you see this, you know, one of the top chefs here in Philadelphia, Mark Betcher, I read one of his articles and he said, if you really want to be a restaurateur and make it, you cannot spend time with your family for a decade. And it just hit me that I'm like, that's what this guy lived, right. who everyone looks at as, you know, the top of the top. But he's mm-hmm. telling you, yeah, I am, but this is what it took to get there. And just like Jamie saying, you know, you know, you want to do high-end cosmetic cases on patients who want a new smile, spend some time with people who do this before you decide that's your life path. You know? right. So um, I'm just glad we can kind of bring... Uh, a new look at, you know, being a dentist and being a dentist turned into being an entrepreneur. You see it. you know. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, that for sure. And they're small business or medium sized business yeah. owners even. But I think, you know, what, what, what uh, Desiree said, and we talked about too, it's just the importance of, you know, doing what's, you know, true to what you want and your values, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know, not comparing yourself to somebody oh, else yeah, or totally. not taking somebody else's path. And then you get to the end of the, the line, you're like. Well, gee, I'm not happy, you know, and they're happy, but you know, it doesn't mean that you're going to be. And it's, you know, you've uh, uh, we've we've talked about you know what has become my my probably all-time favorite podcast recently. It's the Rich Roll yeah, oh, yeah experience. I forget what the show is, the Rich Roll show, uh, where he's got David Goggins on. You know, in uh, it's like January New Year's Day, I think of of 2019, and uh, and, and you know David Goggins, you know ultra marathoner, huh. former uh navy seal and just you know that we could talk about him for the next hour uh a very very interesting person i'd encourage people to kind of seek out stuff that he's on but you know where he had goggins on the show and and and, and goggins says well you know He's talking about social media. You know, it's a social media from a, a, a former Navy Navy SEALs yeah, perspective. Right, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm sick of you know, see these people where they're saying, hey, he's funnier than me. I'm looking on social media, or she's skinnier than me, but, uh, but I go to the gym more and feeling bad. He's like, you know what? Every day, it, 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 what I my competition is myself. Every day yeah. it's Goggins against Goggins. Yeah, you know, and and you can't measure your success, nor should you try to chart your happiness through what other people are doing. Sounds silly, it sounds obvious, but you know we see so many people that do that. And it's like, there's this like magnetic force, I think, that kind of sucks us all into that path. Yeah. And it's just like, hey, get in the conga line, you know, like I, I'm in the conga I line. I believe
4: the problem is that uh, a lot of this, which and I love social media, whether it's our podcast, whether it's Nachos Groups, whether it's me looking at people, whether it's Instagram, it's consumed you and the content. And usually you're by yourself looking at your phone and you think, okay, someone is skinnier, someone is prettier, and it feels threatening. And I believe like, if we start to look at this, maybe that happened happen to our children. Like we used to have books that we read in school and then the teacher would have us discuss the books. And maybe someone read it and said, you know, this character is a villain. And then they discussed it and said, mm-hmm, hey, right. really not a villain. Did yeah. you ever think of it this way? Right. And I might hope that, you know, whether it's our daughters or whether it's even Dell that we have these posts that we talk about like books and people weigh in and say, oh, you know, you know, people have said, you know, is somebody bragging? Or are they proud of what they're doing? Right? Yeah. You know, it's hard to determine. Maybe right. just some other input. Are they are they saying they're better? Or are they just saying this is a good goal? And it's not easy. And I just think we're just in its infancy of consuming this. And I just think, I mean, I hope our listeners, I try to take it all with a proverbial grain of salt. And I mean, there's a lot, I'm a big Seinfeld fan. It's like, nobody's better than anyone else. We all kind of stink. You know, that would be a Seinfeld <laughs> type joke. Or there's a great one that he said, I don't know how official, it was the number one dad in World's Greatest Dad episode. He said, I don't know how official these rankings are. And it's just <laughs> perfect now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, someone sees someone who thinks they have it all and they talk to them and says, it's not what you think. doesn't mean, it, and it doesn't mean it's terrible. You know, it just right. means that, you know, we're only seeing a small snapshot of people's lives, but I think we should keep sharing it. But just you know, try to digest it in a responsible way, and I think that's the challenge of the next you know time for dentists and people.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, successful professionals, driven people, perfectionists yeah. especially, because that's uh, it can be a real uh, uh, it, it could provide trouble for you totally if, you, if not managed yeah. properly.
4: A game you never get out of, but no one's keeping score. Yeah, you know, it's like and it and that can cause a lot of drama and difficulty in in your. Uh, uh, life as you go through it and some people never figure it out
2: yeah well let's uh let's keep on keeping on yeah amigo. Great,
4: great conversation rob
2: yeah thanks everybody for tuning in and as always uh, if you like the show please uh jump on itunes google play or, or however you listen to the podcast and give us a cool review thanks thanks
1: thanks for listening to another great podcast with the dental amigos and don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.